Okay, welcome back, everybody. It's William and Steve again. And today we want to talk about acceptance. Um, so let's give an example of what we mean, because this word could mean lots of different things. True. Um, if someone gets angry at me because I didn't, I don't know, I didn't take the trash out on time, and now... That's so the... funny that's the exact same thought that came to my head of, of what i was like as you were saying it i was like oh, what example to give oh yeah someone got angry like when you said angry i was like oh yeah didn't take the trash out i was and then you said it and i was like no <laughs> um so funny. So we've talked about expectations before that's that's yeah. an example of not meeting someone's expectation yeah. um yeah, if someone gets angry at you for doing it you have to just accept you i guess there's multiple things in that example sure like accepting that actually you probably should have done it and then go do it if it's your if it's your role if it's your if you've said you want to do it or something and then that maybe their anger their anger is actually justified and so you just have to accept that that's that response um and not have an emotional response to it so accept that that's so don't get angry back accept that they're being angry and it's not going to help if you get angry okay and then this is already getting more complex uh, than this I anticipated. Whole, yeah, sorry. Let, let, let's try to keep it simple keep, keep, keep by it saying... Simple. Keep it simple, sorry. So let, let's ignore the other person's okay. complex yeah. and, and yep, yep, yep. perspective. Just, just I did something r wrong, in quotation marks, <laughs> for our listeners. I'm doing quotation yep. marks. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so something went wrong, and I feel bad. Let's stick with that. Yep, that's good. <laughs> that's very good. Much simpler, much better. <laughs> I appreciate that. How do I handle that situation? Now, there, there's an exterior world and an interior world, right? What Something went wrong in the exterior world. Something having to do with, with bins and garbage. Doesn't really matter what it was. Yeah. So I could, well, the, the first instinct uh, for me and for most people is I need to change the exterior to make it fit with my view of what is right. Okay, so in this in this example, um, I'm going to set a reminder on my phone to uh, make sure that next time I remember to put the bin out. Um, that's a that's a very benign thing to do. Sometimes the thing we do to correct the exterior situation is to hurt the person that we give fault. Sometimes ourselves. Yeah. Well, yeah, whenever we want to hurt someone else, we hurt ourselves. We we kind of mentioned that in the last episode about anger. Yeah, we damage. Yep. So that's the materialistic worldview strategy, I would say. Where yeah, to, to change the external, but actually... As you where say, the external cause, yeah. so perceived cause of our discomfort needs to change. And so when, it, when we give someone else the fault for that, then we think they must change. If they won't change, then we feel we must break up or we must distance ourselves from them. Anyway, but this situation must never happen again because it has caused me this pain. Yep. And that has to stop. Yes. Again, that's that that's the external materialistic yeah. naive perspective. The yep. the the other perspective where you take responsibility is the internal one, where you try to become aware of what just happened inside of me that I feel this pain. And yeah, do you want to take it from there? Yeah. So um, your response, again, can be, again, the guilt, the feeling that you've disappointed someone. Um, you could be angry. You could be angry that they're telling you what to do. 
Uh, there's a whole array of internal situations that could go on. And most of them, I think, as naturally as a human, will be a negative will be will be will be a damaging response. Like even if you went like even if you, even if your head that you actually didn't care, like you went, yeah, in your mind you're like, oh, I did it on purpose just to annoy you because you keep telling me what to do. Because that happens, you know, if someone if someone has told you, oh, go take out the bins, then like earlier on they were telling you to clean up the house or something. Your response in your inside internally might just be, well, I'm going to keep not doing it just to annoy you because you keep telling me what to do. And it's like all these different things are just going to perpetuate unhappiness. Again, this is what I, I go on about a lot is that what is the whole purpose of this? It's like, you know, what is the purpose of us looking at, at who we are, the Who Am I podcast that we do? And for me, again, it's to find out again who we are so we understand how to be happy. And this topic, acceptance, letting go, these kind of things, surrendering to things internally, yeah, like we have to, well, have to is a strong word. We should take a look inside or could take a look inside ourselves and change, change that behavior. Think, think about what it is that is internally causing us to be unhappy because that's what mm -hmm. it'll bring it'll just bring it'll just bring unhappiness so yeah that sounds like analyzing yourself yeah and that's what i've been doing for many years maybe my whole life <laughs> yeah you know i my intellect is my strength um and also a huge hurdle because yeah. analyzing things logically can be the biggest block Yes. Uh, from going forward. That's a good, fascinating, good point. So again, the emotional response can be damaging, but so can the analytical, um, I guess, logic, intelligent uh, response. So it's, it's interesting because I, I did think about this earlier before the podcast. And maybe it's a bit too, too much at this point, who knows, but I'll just say it anyway, is duality and mul multiplicity. Mm -hmm. that, two terms that I kind of have learned to fall in love with because it appears that our nature is that we must think must believe that we can only think in a single way there is only a okay I believe this is right or this is wrong and that's it that's there's no leeway things there's I respond in this way or that way and that is it it's one 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 way and where have I over the years I've Notice that I seem to think in a duality and I'm trying to make it a multiplicity. So, for example, the emotional and logical response happens inside me. So, again, um, emotional response starts to kick in. I stop it, use a logical response to analyze, and then I go, okay, accept. Like, that's the stage that I feel that I'm at is that acceptance that these are how I feel. Can I do it? Is it right to do anything about this? These responses healthy? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. And then go, okay, cool. I'll just do, I'll, I'll accept this and just do it. The action response. And okay. so at any, any given time, I can think one way, depending on the specific situation, another time, think another way. Yeah, let's go through that again slower. Yep. You, you feel something bad, then you realize that's not productive. Yeah. And you said okay. you stop it. <laughs> it's yeah, instantaneous response, yeah. 
Oh, so it's even automatic. That's great. Now, now. In the past, it hasn't been again. Uh -huh. You know, it's a development process. I used to always be an emotional response first. That was right. like in terms of that was it. And that, that took over. And then days later, I would analyze and feel upset or and then try and get the logic involved and then probably not be able to. Um, yeah, I, I remember being a lot more judgmental automatically to every situation. Yes. Well, if that person is suffering, then he must be doing something wrong. He must be a yeah. bad person. You know, some some belief just kicks in automatically and you make whatever you perceive fit the the concept yeah. that you have about that situation. Okay, but but you can become aware, you can stop that automatic oh well, my example was actually automatic thinking, but yeah. automatic feeling is is what comes first, I guess. So then you said you stop that, then you think and analyze. And then you said you um, accept, but in between analyzing and accepting, I think there's a step as well, because you need to stop analyzing in order to accept, oh, yes. right? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was just yeah, making yeah. sure that, Sorry. that that's I guess, not I the guess, same. I guess, yeah, I guess letting it go and then it leads to acceptance. So okay. process A, process B, so emotion or logic and then vice versa, and then able to just go, you know what? Both these things don't need to happen. This is what it is. This is just yeah. the reality of my situation. So that learns to let it go, releasing that and internal again internal. It's almost like again, it feels like it's releasing. It's it's letting out an internal um, energies that I guess hold hold me back. It mm -hmm. feels like, um, and once I just accept it and go, okay, it's just the way it is. Just do it. On this podcast, we are pretty rational, I would say. We analyze a lot, um, but that's not the goal, is it? That, that's not no. the solution to everything. No. I, I once read a book, a self-help book called You Are Not Your Brain. Um, and I've never believed like, you know, like a lot of Western scientists do that your brain is like, so that there that there is only material and everything is made up of molecules. And, and so every thought you have, is your brain and and you are your brain i i've never had that i grew up religiously that's one example why i don't have the materialistic view that we believe we also have a spirit but but i personally you know have my own philosophy about yeah. about how thinking works and that it is a non-material thing and that it correlates with brain activity and it goes back and forth you know material material can cause non-material things to happen and vice versa there's a give and take there um what was i getting oh so the book is called you're not your brain and that's a huge um epiphany for many uh and it, and it i read it just to help me to realize you know what goes on when your brain is trying to take control of you which is the case with pretty much every mental illness yeah um so there's something that is I am not there. There's me and my brain, you know how we say my, yes. which means yeah. it belongs to me. That also means it is not me. So it is kind of attached to me, kind of like my body is attached to me, but it is not me. Yeah. And then I, so I was reminded of that because I, I want to read a book by Eckhart Tolle. And one of the chapters in there is called, you are not your thoughts. And I thought, wow, yeah. this is the next level. Yeah, so, well, it's I'm consciousness, not... I think, is what is that what they call it? It's, it's consciousness, right? Like your spirit, and then well, your soul, if, if in those terms, and yeah. then then you have your thoughts, 
And I saw a thing recently about like, um, yeah, like you, again, controlling the brain in the sense that your your self, your who you are, obviously can control your brain. Your brain will do mm-hmm. things like irrational thoughts, or I guess what we call irrational thoughts, or whatever those kind of things. And over time, yes, you can train your brain, like as a mm-hmm. soul, spirit, consciousness, whatever you want to call it. But, um, but it's it's common to believe that you are your thoughts. Yes. Right? So yeah. yes, I'm it is, thinking, yeah. I'm feeling, I'm experiencing, and, and that is me. But that's not true either. Yeah. <laughs> you need to go even yeah. further. And and that's the whole thing with um you have this whole conceptual framework about your identity, about the world, how you interact with the world. And it doesn't even have to be a material or non-material thing, it's just thoughts. You know, no matter yeah. what what medium ca- carries those thoughts, uh, you're not that either. No, you are something beyond, beyond that. material yeah. and thought. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is a progression of, of our podcast. Who am I? <laughs> yeah, and I, I think that's really good, important to have had this like little chat about that because I often wonder if people, if they listen to this, will think that we're always on the favor of logic and thought because we do often swing towards that and like the answer is no because again like we we talk about that because um of the experiences we've had and how we um go through life we've gone through life but i think we both i would assume we both agree that emotions are important like they're, they're what make us human like that, that's what's beautiful about life is that we can feel it's again it's not what we do it's how we do things so when we feel um how do we go about using those feelings um and that kind of stuff yeah we make we change personally and so does the so does the perspective of of our discussions um okay to get back to acceptance when we think we uh we have an expectation of how things should be, but we can choose to accept as they are. And I remember it was just a few weeks ago when, when I said on the podcast, I don't get it. I don't understand what these spiritual teachers are trying to say when they say that you can become free by surrendering. Yeah. You know, to me, that sounds like giving up or yes. um, yep. becoming a slave. Yep, not caring. Letting other things. people take control over me. That's what surrender that's what I associate with surrender. Yeah. But but what do we mean today by surrendering? Can you give us some examples? Yep, sorry, I was lagging a little bit there. Um so I mean, we talked about a little bit earlier on. I guess it pride. Pride is a massive thing, ego, arrogance, these um states of being what cause us to i mean even even traumas traumas um experiences fears they give us and you talked about earlier expectation expectation of how things should be what we feel things should be what we think things should be and that leads to yeah um a struggle internally again internally with what is the way things should be we've talked about it before in a podcast and those expectations if they are not met they cause conflict 
because internal conflict, which means that we are hurting ourselves. We are feeling and thinking in painful ways because things aren't the way we want. They, they need to be this way. They should be this way. And we get angry or emotional or upset or afraid. And that leads to unhappiness. Because so you're saying expecting is the opposite of accepting, right? I would think so. It, it, yeah, it has. I, I don't know the exact like correlation, but it, it definitely has a correlation. Yeah, I, I can is... think of I can think of two metaphors. So one is uh, an expectation is a concept in your head about how the world, let's say, should be, and yeah. then a perception comes of the world, some signal from the world, and it, it comes into your through your senses and it clashes with your expectation and then that's a good way yeah. you feel pain because you're now at odds with the world yeah. uh, and you know all other kinds of lo logical um, consequences of that like it could lead all the way to death like i like to say yeah. um and then having an empty head so having no concept of what the world should be like means that when that signal from the world comes into you there's nothing there to fight against it you just observe yeah. You, you just receive the signal, you don't fight it. And and I guess that's what we mean by accepting, just allowing things to be. Yes. That that phrase there, things to be, to be, like is an amazing concept. Just being, just existing in the now in the now, that sort of extension of what's called mindfulness into mm -hmm. meditation, into um enjoying the moment. Because when we think about past, future, that's often where the expectation comes in because we want it to be better than our past. We want it to be better in the future or, the, or again, all different kind of concepts being mixed into the bowl here. Um, but if we just, as you say, observe and think of it as an interesting thing, think of it as a fascinating mm -hmm. thing, think of whatever's happening to be a, or a beautiful thing, um, then it is liberating it's so liberating and then we can you know choose the responses to those things over time like we, we, mm -hmm. it, again it's that we talked about before quite a lot it's that initial reaction that's so important those first five seconds of any experience is like uh paramount to our happiness the second metaphor i had in my on my mind was um all right this i just heard this from alan watts um, a british philosopher he said uh you're standing in a river and or or i don't know how deep it is but but you're in a river and, and, it's, and it streams and it's it's pretty fast and and it's like the stream of life it, it just happens right it just keeps flowing there's constant change there's, there's no stability and you're in the middle of it and you have nothing to hold on to and you're fighting against this huge river just flowing past you and because you are desperately longing for stability because you believe that's the only way to be safe or you know lots of different reasons you might have for you, you need things to be constant so that there's predictability and reliability in your life otherwise there's chaos and and death and things are out of control and so you are um doing everything you can and you're missing the whole uh, adventure that is possible by just letting the the river stream and going along with it. 
And again, that might sound like you're giving up control. <laughs> this is at least my my fear that, that I'm overcoming slowly, gradually. Yeah. Uh, but the, this... but change is natural and unavoidable. Yeah. That's where the, I mean, you mentioned the control then, that's really important, is that we do feel this need to control everything um, or some things. And I think this links in a way to what I was talking about earlier about the duality and multiplicity ways of thinking is that you can do both. So you can accept things and go with the flow. Um, I can never get the pronunciation right, but I think it's Wu Wei. Mm -hmm. And it's a Buddhist Chinese philosophy that it talks about this going going like natural flow. But you can also do that while fighting for your goals. So uh -huh. let's so let's say you're you have you want, you know, as beings we need purpose often. We need to feel accomplished, we need to achievements. And maybe the ultimate goal is to not need that. Maybe that's what to not need that. Maybe that's complete acceptance. I don't know. But then I feel like I'm not doing anything. I've stagnated in terms of my external. So this is the interesting thing is that internal, I feel great. I feel happy. I feel at peace. I feel serene. But at the end of the day, we are living in a perceived physical world and we have to get, well, yeah, we have to get money to pay for food. We have to get clothing, shelter, roof over our heads, and then other goals, you know, like trying to help people. Um, and so how do we do that? How do we do both? How do you how do you accept um, all these things and not fight again or not or not struggle against the current, but also achieve those things? And I think that's the difficult thing that mm -hmm. a lot of us, I guess, Western culture especially, and I don't, I'm not very experienced with other cultures, um, because we are taught from day one to compete, to mm -hmm. um, get certificates, to get grades, to um, get pay. Uh, rises to get promotions uh, to get a house to get cars to do all these things and at no point do we really get properly taught about again the internal once we when we don't get those things what happens when um we get those things and they're taken away from us through health or mm -hmm. um other things um and that's the kind of acceptance i think that we're kind of going with is the internal that no matter what external situation happens to me as an individual will i choose to be happy internally so like and then still fight if you want to like again like for example doing this podcast uh doing my book stuff doing um board game things that i do they're all means towards hopefully one day finding a way to have a job or earn money from these things but if I never achieve those things, if from now until the day I die, whether it's tomorrow or in 50 years time, am I happy with this? Am I happy that this is what I have? Yeah. Like, like I, I consider myself rich. Again, perspective is a massive important thing on acceptance, I think. What mm -hmm. are your thoughts about that? Yeah. yeah. One of the things you mentioned is um, acceptance is not apathy, right? It's not yes. like we yeah. do nothing because everything is just fine the way it is <laughs> no obviously I a, yeah i use a phrase sometimes that i don't care and i don't mean that i don't care as in i don't care emotionally <laughs> i do care emotionally but i just don't i'm not um affected by yeah so um let's see if we can resolve this this conundrum because because it, it might seem at first that accepting things the way they are means doing nothing about them but actually when you 
accept things the way they are and that includes you yourself um you're then able to be more passionate about yep. what you do yep. it actually gives you more energy and more hunger to do something either lessen what is bad in the world or increase what is good in the world and that is because nothing is blocking you so the actually the only thing that was blocking you before was inside of yourself and by learning to accept things you've gotten rid of that and what i was saying earlier about getting an empty head that is that is what i mean by nothing is blocking you yeah. your your body and your subconscious and i don't know the whole universe is constantly trying to make things better to heal your body to improve your relationships to improve your financial state to just to bring harmony to everything and everyone and what is hindering it you yeah with your thoughts yep that's a, that's that's probably one of the first steps is is, is taking responsibility I really struggle. I used to be like this myself, but I really struggle with victim behavior. Mm -hmm. Like, like there's obviously extreme circumstances, but we're talking about general day-to-day -day things where, like, oh, this always happens to me. This is like, uh, you're always trying to blame something else. Like the victim, you'd be play the victim card. So, like, um, go outside and the car breaks down. Now that's just a random circumstance that could could happen but it's like oh it was the mechanics fault or whatever's mm. fault it doesn't have to be fault ultimately actually just take responsibility of yourself and go okay well it needs to be fixed blah blah otherwise you get caught up in and i guess what we're talking about here is you defeat yourself before you even started because you're lost in um all these um Again, blaming, blaming mentality and just inner thoughts that and feelings um, that hold you back. So you're more effective if you don't have those. If those are gone, if those inner conflicts, inner um, need to control, if you just accept the situation, you can then go, okay, well, now I can energy, I can take that energy and put it into something that is... Um, I guess, more effective towards your happiness. Yeah. One example for a, a counterproductive thought or belief is uh, something that causes you to stay poor or, you know, just not rich. And um, the your subconscious will do anything to make what you believe true because you're just, that's that's the relationship between you and, and your, your subconscious. Um, what was I getting at? So if you have a belief like, oh, uh, money is bad, or I, I'm not good enough to, to make money, or there are tons of other possibilities, um, then, yeah. then you will, what's the word, you will sabotage yeah. anything that could make you Self-fulfilling prophecies. Yeah, mm -hmm. Self-fulfilling prophecies are a massive thing amongst human beings. And so when you say take responsibility for your beliefs and your thoughts, even though they are subconscious, then how do you do that? Since you cannot get to them directly, you need to kind of um, infer what they are from your circumstances, right? Yeah. So if if every time I try to become self-employed, 
and get a project going, something blocks me. I, for example, cut off ties to people I could have worked with, or I, I get tired, I get a headache. It could be anything. It could be physical yeah. or, or emotional. Then after some time, I might think, hmm, something's going on here that I'm not aware of. So what, what could it be? And then we go back to analyzing. Yes. <laughs> but but today is not about analyzing. So <laughs> so yeah, this reminds me of another big point I was I was trying to get at. Um understanding what your your internal processes is great, but it will not be enough to solve your inner problems. And this is a strategy I've just been trying to apply recently. Just do not try to understand everything and to yeah to um, yep. solve it logically it highlights things but it doesn't change them yeah. that's the internal things and then once you feel them and experience them learn to love them that's what's the fascinating thing is we try to change these internal things that we have but once you highlight them learn to be like okay this is just part of me mm -hmm. and over time it naturally changes i believe i personally believe that um if you had that confidence in yourself and that belief in yourself and that love in these things that just the universe itself will give you circumstances that will allow you just to change naturally. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been starting to experience that recently. Um, if you do not insist on being able to get to the answer through thoughts and analysis, then you know, let life work through you and you will learn from it through that process yeah it will it will happen naturally so it's it's really interesting you might think but but how can i solve a problem by ignoring it right this is how <laughs> some people might be interpreting what, what i'm saying yeah. you, you don't really ignore it you um you acknowledge that it exists so with <laughs> the situation with the with the garbage bin you yeah. you so, a conflict happened you, you let, you allow it to happen. You don't feel the need to change that it has happened or that it will ever happen again. Secondly, your automatic negative feeling as a response or as a reaction to that situation is also an involuntary automatic thing that you need to allow. So you allow the situation, you allow your reaction to it, and then you're able to not feel that I don't know, tension, whatever it may have been, or the need to do something about it, you're able to transcend it, you, you might say. Yeah, yeah. So, and that is not suppressing it or ignoring it. That is not trying to solve it or understand it. It is just acknowledging it, basically. Yeah. And that is enough, because yeah. then over time, you will find a solution almost naturally, automatically. Yeah. Well, the solution is itself, what you said. It's like, because let's say the same situation happens again where you forget to take the bins out. Of course you might do that. Like that's just that's gonna happen. Like that's life. We're human beings. We don't we don't always remember everything. We're not perfect. We're not these um robots that can just have infinite amount of memory space that can allow us to therefore remember how we behave should behave, inverted commas, um, in any given circumstance. So just again, being doing um naturally is what will again lead to happiness um within ourselves because there'll be a peace like peace and serenity um are very important to me because again we talk about conflict we talk about those inner things that happen 
And I think once we start accepting things, there is less conflict and more peace and more serenity. And to me, that is a state of happiness. That's a state of um, healthy, like health. Um, and again, going back to expectations a little bit and wants, that's that's another route to, again, disappointment and internal um, pains is we talked about riches and stuff. If you if you believe you're not good enough to make money or to um or good enough to just do things, then you won't do them. Um but you might not want to. Like you might you might know that you can, for example, let's say let's let's say like um an example, someone has a, an amazing set of skills, uses them as a hobby, knows they could go into a job career thing to make lots of money that way, but doesn't want to just choose not to like that's again we each individually have the free will and parameters to set for ourselves you know we choose what um is our our goals our purposes um in life everything is internal it's once you start getting your wrapping your head around that concept that it's all about perspective and what is internal that leads to our happiness because if we raise those expectations too high or um, having just having the expectations, yeah, leads to uh, disappointment. If we just go, well, I want that goal and have no expectations. So, well, whether I achieve it or not, I don't mind. doesn't matter to me. I'm just doing it. Then if it doesn't go to plan, cool. Okay, try a different route to get to that same thing or try something else. It's like it's all again. It's you choosing how you um, perceive any given situation, and that takes time. Like it's yeah. again, it's not natural. This is again, we're not like I don't. Again, I'm not preaching as if I have mastered this. I, on a daily basis, have to come back to it and keep um, revising, keep um, making sure I don't slip back into old patterns. Because um, I was a like. Again, taking a bit of a personal route. Um, what do they call them? Is it high achievers? Like people that just want to like like I was obsessed with grades and certificates and stuff at high school. Like I loved that feeling of being I achieved this. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't it was partly without realizing it was probably because I thought like felt I was better than other people, but that it, it wasn't my intention. It's just I liked that feeling um of doing well and succeeding in the world's view. And again, it wasn't until that was stripped away from me that I realized actually it's a load of like nonsense. Like, and it's nice to have again if you want to go down that path. Of course, everyone can go down that path. But again, ultimately, it's to me personally, it's superficial because I've seen, um, I guess, a, what's the right terminology here? A bigger perspective, I guess. You can't put all your faith and trust in. I guess it's probably a good way of doing it because again. I still want to achieve those things. I would still love to go out, you know, go do a master's degree and get a good grade in it or go back to university to do something and achieve those same things. But it wouldn't bother me ultimately whether I did well in it or not. It would just be because I want to do that and feel, gain that knowledge, as it were. It's same things with different perspectives, I guess is probably what I'm trying to say. Yeah, we have, we have this um, instinct to want to understand the process that leads to the goal yes so for example a career i have to have good grades in school so that i get nice certificates 
so that employers will be impressed when they see me so that I get a job so that I have the money that I need to, I don't know, buy a house, for example. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I have that plan and other people tell me it's possible and, and I've, I've seen them do it, then I feel confident and then life happens and nothing happens the way you plan it. Yeah. And so well then that you know and, and for some people plans do work out and so you might th be stuck in that, in that belief that that is how life works because some people get rich and you know yeah. without struggling to get there and so you might think that can happen to me as well i want that but no you can just allow things to work out without struggling for them to be so you 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 know by by trying to force something to work out the way you planned it yes you can achieve something it it has happened it yeah. doesn't always happen but there is a a better way to achieve things and that includes not knowing every step not understanding the process maybe not even knowing the goal you know just allowing life to take you to amazing adventures without knowing and understanding them before and I, those those adventures most likely have nothing to do with money because the universe like doesn't um pay its way in money money is a human concept like uh, so those experiences were meeting people again these feelings that we get connections um community these type of um i guess what i'd call spiritual experiences uh are so important and again at the end of the day having money it would be great be able to do more things whatever but whatever like it that's an external thing that is just whatever the internal thing is that uh like we get to have connections like this podcast like going out and I know that you do tutoring at the moment. I think a little bit of tutoring. You get to go out. You're organizing some events and stuff that you're doing. These things connect us to people, and I think with ex accepting who we are as a person, because that's that's another I guess aspect we haven't really talked yeah. about too much. We talked about acceptance of circumstances and a bit of inter obviously internal differences, but the specifics of who we are as a person like trying to accept that um what's an example i can use um flaws yeah what were classed as flaws um weaknesses things they're called like the, the term of that which i now no, no longer think that they are mm -hmm. i don't perceive them in that way anymore i don't like i don't like that terminologies you can obviously sometimes see me try to avoid them sometimes, but that is the best way to define them in a popularized sense. Sure. But um, they're just parts of our character, like an anxiety or a shyness or uh, even an overconfidence. Like sometimes now these days I go into a group setting and I dominate the um, the conversation or the um, like setup. And actually that can be just as damaging as if like in terms of it's uh the connecting and the 
happiness aspect for everyone in that environment can be just the same as if for me as if I was being quiet and shy and didn't know what to do because I'm not letting everyone else have their their say or gain their confidence they need kind of thing for example so learning to again accept this is who I am and again we go back to the analytical and the emotional responses and we kind of, kind of get into a little loop here of then we um what do we do with it what choices do we make when we kind of I guess start to understand who we are as a person and if we try to fight against it when what, what ends up happening like as we try to fight against ourselves yeah the, the more i go down this path the more i the less answers i have to questions uh and i've learned to accept that my answer is often i don't know yep you know not knowing used to feel like not having control or you know and all, all that stuff but it's important to to be able to admit i don't know yeah and, and sometimes that's good um some of the stuff that we've talked about uh sounds a lot like the law of attraction and i think we should do a, an entire episode on that okay. concept um yeah. but i want to read something from the book siddhartha yes that exemplifies uh what we've been talking about about letting things happen or or allowing things um herman hesse uh, wrote the book Siddhartha. It's uh, it's a book about his life, not very thick. Um, and there's a passage that impressed me a lot um, towards the beginning. Um, so he started out as the son of a rich and highly looked at um, family in society, but he, he left uh, against the wishes of his father. He just insisted until his father let him go. He, he became a monk, a samana, they, they called it and after some time he was done with that too he said i don't want any more formal teaching i want life to teach me and so the next adventure he comes across you know spontaneously is a woman and he's never been in love or or any of that stuff and he learns stuff from her and she also from him so this is an example of of how he is applying the law of attraction um she oh yeah she says i i don't care who you are until you have nice shoes nice clothes and money and he says okay like he's never cared about it he's been a totally a poor monk so far but he says okay let's do that and and then she um finds out that he can read and write and he didn't realize that that was highly sought after talent because at this time in india that was the minority of people and so she sets up a meeting for him and a merchant called Kamaswami. She says, uh, things are working out well. They're expecting you at Kamaswami's. He is the richest merchant of the city. If he'll like you, he will accept you into his service. Siddhartha thanked her and laughed. You've been lucky, she said when they parted. I'm opening one door after another for you. You know, probably feeling like she's, she's a really good friend. Oh, um, yeah, she's helping out. How come? Do you have a spell on me? Siddhartha said, yesterday I told you I know how to think, to wait, and to fast. And nothing more. He says, that's all I need in life, to think, to wait, and to fast. And, you know, that our society is, does not value these things at all. Um, well, the thinking, but I, th I think he doesn't mean analytical thinking here. Um, he continues, but you thought this was of no use. But it is useful for many things, Kamala, you'll see. You'll see that the stupid samanas, the monks, 
are learning and are able to do many pretty things in the forest, which the likes of you aren't capable of. The day before yesterday, I was still a shaggy beggar. As soon as yesterday, I have kissed Kamala, and soon I'll be a merchant and have money and all those things you insist upon. Well, yes, she admitted, but where would you be without me? What would you be if Kamala wasn't helping you? So in other words, you have no control. How can you feel safe? I knew that you would help me at your first glance at the entrance of the grove. I already knew it. But what if I hadn't been willing? You were willing. Look, Kamala, when you throw a rock into the water, it will speed on the fastest course to the bottom of the water. This is how it is when Siddhartha has a goal, a resolution. Siddhartha does nothing. He waits, he thinks, he fasts. But he passes through the things of the world like a rock through water, without doing anything, without stirring. He is drawn. He lets himself fall. His goal attracts him because he doesn't let anything enter his soul which might oppose the goal. This is what Siddhartha has learned among the Samanas. This is what fools call magic, and of which they think it would be affected by means of the demons. Nothing is affected by demons. There are, on there are no demons. Everyone can perform magic. Everyone can reach his goals. If he is able to think, if he's able to wait, if he's able to fast. So he was able to accept poverty. And when he decided, I'm going to be rich, it happened to him. He didn't force it. Because there was nothing in him that could hinder him from doing whatever he decided or the universe decided. It just happened. And you might think that means that he's nothing, that he's just a cog in the wheel. Yeah. But, and this is a, in another topic entirely, um, allowing, like, uh, what's the word? Plugging into the stream of life and going along with, this, with the current, like you said, is um, can be fulfilling. Yeah. You don't need control necessarily. You don't, things don't have to go according to your plan for your life to be a, an active, fulfilling life. No, I don't agree. And like with these kind of like with these stories, um, often they are multi-layered. Mm -hmm. Like, and in the sense that it's not it's, it's nothing like one layer. It's that it's not about the being poor, or accepting being poor, or accepting being rich. Like those those things are just um devices to tell a bigger story. That as you say, like what you said, it's, it's the acceptance of um. What was it? Was it? He said the 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 fasting, the waiting, and the uh, thinking. What was it one? thinking, and those things are just yeah, like um, allowing things to happen in their own time is very difficult for humans. Like we we've created a society, especially now, where we're obsessed with time. Time is everything. Time is money. All that kind of nonsense, and we think that like things have to happen immediately or whatever but often it takes years decades for these things to manifest if they'll manifest at all and it's again accepting to i guess choose the path you want see how what happens and enjoy it enjoy that path like enjoy the moments and then if it doesn't lead to where you think it should lead to 
realize that that's okay. There will be a reason and there'll be there'll be beautiful things on that path that have meaning. Um, and often again, I talk about perspective and giving things meaning. And that actually is, it's the case as well. We choose whether we think it's a success or a failure or if it's a good path or a bad path. Like that's up to us ultimately. And to be, yeah, I like, yeah, that's that example, that story that you just shared was really, really good. It's really good to have a bit of insight into that. I think one of the reasons that people have such an urgency to get things done by a certain time, maybe in their life, like, oh no, I haven't gotten married or I don't have any kids yet, or I don't have a big job yet or, or a certain salary or wealth or house, whatever. They have all these expectations for what to achieve by what time in their life is um, the, the reason is often um, the uncertainty and the fear that comes with death. Yeah. Because you have this finite time on earth and many people believe that that is all there is to life. And yes. even if you do believe that life goes on after death in a different way, then the uncertainty of what that life will be like can be enough to, you know, make you still feel that urgency to get things done in this life. But I look forward to the things I will learn and unlearn on this path. For example, I I hear about people realizing that time is an illusion and doesn't exist. Yep. I, don't, I don't get it yet, but yep. I look forward to being able to say that myself. Um, the belief that there is right and wrong. Yep. You, it, it is possible for that to, to turn out to be an illusion. Yep. And just basically, who am I? There, there, there are so many depths to that question that we haven't even mentioned yet because they are beyond our current understanding. But we, we progress personally. One generation hopefully progresses after another. And it's yeah. just exciting to be part of that process. It is. No, I love it. And I love that we get to talk about it together. Like that's, to me, that's special. Like, again, that connection that you and I, out of 7 billion people on this planet, just get to have our chats about these kind of things. And we hope that our listeners um, enjoy these chats too. 